And this is the place to be if you are in Las Vegas, want to know what's going on in Las Vegas, care about this community, this is the spot. Listen to What's Right with Sam and Ash, News Talk 840 KXNT, 2 to 3 p.m. weekdays here at this beautiful time. And um, and here we are. Now, uh, before we get into today, Ash, things that are going on here locally, I, I, this uh, story out of uh, Vegas adjacent, a.k.a. California, is fantastic. Two cops <laughs> got fired uh, from the LAPD, uh, tried to sue to get their jobs back, an appeals court. So they've, they went to trial, then they appealed. Uh, the, the court decision went all the way up to the Court of Appeals in California. Appeals court denying their motion to be reinstated. You're not going to believe what these clowns got fired for. These <laughs> two it? officers, I know this is so good. These two police officers, you can believe it, are sitting in their patrol car back in April of 2017. They're asked over the radio to respond to a robbery call at a Macy's department store. Uh, the pair failed to respond. Uh, I later told the supervisor, well, we didn't hear the response. Fact of the matter is, they were picked up uh, on a microphone inside their car, picked up uh, talking to each other about trying to get a Pokemon. And they <laughs> didn't respond to this robbery in progress because they were busy catching a Pokemon. And yes, I think you should be fired for that if you're a cop uh, and you're supposed to respond to a robbery in progress. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, Can you believe this? I no, um, I remember Pokemon. What was it? The app Pokemon Go, or everyone in their that's what they their, were playing. Yeah, that's everyone what they were playing. was was running around on their iPhones, looking at their iPhones, chasing these little things throughout the world. It was this like virtual reality. It, it was a weird game, but I remember it captured everyone's attention. I remember going into work, not at our law firm, but a, the prior law firm I worked at, and everyone was doing it. We had to put signs up: "No Pokemon Go in the office." Um, so I remember this. You were kind doing of, it. I was you not. Were doing I, it. Uh, <laughs> not you, during you played work. this game. No, you I played did. No, this I game. did. I'm not. I'm not denying. It was addicting. It was I'm addicting. Because the whole premise of the game, you try to get these characters that are tough to get. So do you know what they were hunting? These cops. They they were no. very close to snagging a Snorlax. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think I caught a Snorlax once. Well, I don't remember. I, I played it a little bit. My kids love this game. I, I liked it, too. I, we all got into it. But it's a, it's a huge uh, dark blue green Pokemon. It's got a cream-colored face, belly, and feet. Uh, and if, you know, if you're supposed to protect uh, people getting robbed at Macy's, you're more likely to go after it, I think is what the description is according to Pokemon. But anyway, um, yeah, so, so th this is a righteous firing. I'd say so, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But I'm. But don't worry. I'm sure there will be a glass door posting saying that LAPD <laughs> has too high of expectations of their employer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely unbelievable. All right. Uh, well, we'll see if they appeal this all the way to the California Supreme Court, the state Supreme Court, which would be the last stop uh, for this legal misadventure. Uh, and if that's the case, I'm sure we'll report back on it. 
Um, Ash, good news. I suppose New York cases of COVID-19 are, you know, they skyrocketed just like they are here in Las Vegas. And now they're dropping massively. Uh, so I think uh, people there are starting to believe that the peak was was hit, was reached, and now a, a plateau and, and, and perhaps a precipitous drop, uh, which, of course, is good news as we enter this year and hope for some uh, post-COVID normalcy. Uh, so I think, you know, I think that's that's overall good news for us here. Yeah, I'm excited. I hope it stays. But, you know, I feel like we've been on this uh, roller coaster before. So I'm hoping this truly is the last wave that we hear about and have to deal with and and really worry about any type of government intervention or repercussions or, you know, um, other policies that come from this. Um, I was talking to a friend in Canada today who has a small business. It was forced to close again because of COVID. She's pulling her hair out. She's just like, this is this is insane. I've, I've now closed my business three or four times. Uh, and I don't know how much more of this I can take. And it, it, and it, if, the funny part about this, right? It's not the funny, the ironic part about this is, is that uh, today uh, the CEO of Rolls-Royce Motor Cars, I think he'll often refer to as the finest car or the best car in the world, was quoted as saying that the pandemic, COVID, was good for business. That Rolls-Royce sold more cars, turned more units during the pandemic than in any other similar time period uh, in its illustrious history. Do you know why? What he attributed to that incredible growth in in, in automotive sales? No, but I... I... I remember a lot of cars were sold during COVID because people wanted to just get out. So I, I don't know, but what's the difference yeah, with Rolls Royce? Well, I mean, the, for so what is the, I don't know what the average car price is now. If it's around fifty k, so I think the average Rolls Royce is about four hundred fifty k. So we're talking about an, a price point of almost half a million dollars. Uh, a little bit different, but the the clientele apparently flocking to it. Number one reason he said is that people are more attuned to the fact that life is short, that our time, I guess, here on this planet is finite. And, you know, this is the kind of purchase people treat themselves to, you know, somebody who's worked hard, had, you know, built a business, you know, it's, I'm, you know when I retire, I'm going to get this car. Or yeah. when I do X, I'm going to get this car. And a lot of people apparently during the pandemic said, no, hell no, I'm not waiting for that. I'm, I'm going to treat myself now because tomorrow is promised to no one. And of course, his comments, that those comments to me make very much a lot of sense. And he's being now, mis, now it's being misquoted and media is representing that the Rolls-Royce CEO has said that death was good. COVID deaths were good for business. Um, not exactly what he meant, but, um, but I do think that's true. I do think that a lot of people, in a lot of respects, um, not just in buying luxury cars, yeah. but in reevaluating, we've talked about this before here on the program, reevaluating career choices, um, deciding, you know, how to how to spend time, you know, perhaps how to allocate resources in other ways, uh, certainly have been influenced by the, the 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 fright that they've gotten from this pandemic and and realizing that um, you know that nothing lasts forever. Yeah, well, I'm, I feel bad for him if his words are being misconstrued, but I don't expect anything different from the media. They want to make Rolls Royce look like the bad guy. But yeah, I mean, COVID really, COVID really did 
alter how a lot of people evaluate their lives, what matters and how they prioritize things. And I think one other aspect we talked about was private uh, air travel. A lot of people during COVID who could otherwise always afford to travel private, um, but didn't. They just were like, eh, it's, an, it's excessive. I don't need to. And then during COVID, they were nervous about flying in groups. If it really was as dangerous as everyone said, and everyone was just getting on a little sardine tin and going across the country, they opted to fly private. And and now they're never going to go back. They're like, life's too short for me to fly commercial. And I'm, wow. So, mm. yeah. Mm. Must be nice. Well, well, one look, day, I, and, and I, yeah, well, but I do understand, I do understand that in, in terms of that's actually, if you have the means and you can, you can spend an amount of money that takes you out of an environment that I think a lot of people, maybe even a little bit irrationally, but still perceive to be dangerous, right? Yes. I fly Southwest a lot. I know you do too. Love Southwest, uh, but sometimes you're shoulder to shoulder with people, and everybody squeezed in there, and ah, uh, there's a bit of hacking and coughing and sneezing and wheezing, and you're just like ah, oh, contagion. So it's in those moments that you think, God, what if I could just spend uh, whatever amount of money it is and get myself on a on a on a private airplane? Nobody would be hacking and coughing around me, and I think I think that makes sense. Um, the the certainly the the luxury purchases though um and that segment uh, because again nothing about a rolls royce protects you anything more than a you know an, an, any other car it's really something that you reward yourself with and it's i do think i do think that people are 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 looking more at their at their lives now and how they are so it's um it's interesting do you think, um, you know, like food delivery, when you got that during COVID, they, a lot of places were given rolls of toilet paper. Do you think Rolls-Royce was giving out little jars of Grey Poupon mustard? <laughs> well, you're, yeah, you're referring to the old commercials. Um, uh, but, of but, course. but of course, <laughs> but of course, it was a gr famous Grey Poupon, what did that run in the 80s, 80s and early 90s, so, yeah. and always had some, some stuffy guy and the two stuffy guys pulling up side by side in the Rolls Royces and Hey, you, can you spare some mustard? Or, but of course, some great Poupon, and they, you know, it was a great, uh, a great ad. Um, all right, what other stuff is going on here? Um, Ash, the the, um, the there's a follow up here we need to get into uh, before the break about um, Djokovic. <clears throat> I think you know we, we've been talking about him for a while. He he came to uh, Australia. Uh, to play in a match, uh, they put him into COVID jail, or because he wasn't <laughs> vaccinated. Uh, then he won his release from COVID jail. The latest news is that he was caught lying on his uh, immigration form. You know, when you travel, even when you come back to the U.S., you have to fill out that obnoxious blue form that the flight attendants hand out, mm -hmm. and you've got to put information on it. Well, guess what? Don't he, lie on that form. Don't do it. We're lawyers. We can tell you this. Uh, it can carry some serious penalties. 99.99999% of the time, no one is looking at that form. Nobody cares about that form. Nobody's, nobody's checking it. Guess when someone's looking at that form. When they're famous. <laughs> yeah, when they're famous. When they're a famous tennis player who tried to enter a country uh, and, and, and are obnoxiously. Controversially, yeah. Controversially, yeah, exactly. So you, you, that's what's going on here. 
understand that. This is a form that most visitors to, to Australia or any country probably fib on or make mistakes on. The particular thing that he wrote on this form is that he did not travel to any prior countries. Um, it failed the list of countries that he traveled to in the prior 14 days that he was there. And the problem is, of course, he's no, famous. No, he said he didn't. He said he, he wasn't traveling, yeah. and he did. All over Instagram, he has posted. All over Instagram. Yeah. And this, by the way, this is the curse of social media. It happens in every kind of case. It happens on cases that we work on where you know, a client will testify a certain way, and then they say, well, sir, um, uh, is this you over here uh, on this in this Instagram photo uh, doing, you know— uh, you know, working out or, uh, you know, riding a, a, a mountain bike and you claim you, you can't move because of your injuries that you've sustained. And those things happen. So this is, this actually to me, I don't know what you think, but I think that this to me is a much bigger issue for him than the entire controversy of trying to get into the country using an exemption from the vaccine mandate that's in Australia. Yeah, he says one that the world, the tennis authorities filled it out for him, and then they said, "Well, we filled it all out based on your information." My only thing here is, look, he's a famous guy, and he probably gets pulled in places and directions at the last minute, and so I want to know when he told whoever filled the form out the information that he wasn't going to travel within those two weeks, and then when that changed, because that's interesting. It's not like he filled it. Maybe he filled it out way a long time in advance, and then these trips flew in and he forgot about that little check box. Uh, I think the takeaway for everybody who's traveling, whether you go down to Cabo and you just leave the country for a few days or you're going on a longer trip, don't lie on these forms. You, you can get busted. They'll come after you. Um, and it's not just if you're Djokovic. I mean, if, if there's something that comes up and all of a sudden they're looking at their form, pull it up. They'll look at it, go through it quickly. Uh, anything out of place there, they'll line it up with your social media and you'll get busted. Not worth it. Don't lie on that form. Okay, when we come back, the NCAA is changing its VAX mandate in a very interesting way. You don't want to miss this. We'll be back right after this. Sam and Ash uh, here on News Talk 840 KXNT. Salmon Ash Injury Law has been named the official injury attorneys of the Henderson Silver Knights. Salmon Ash Injury Law, they care, they help, you win. 702-820-1234 or SalmonAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. And uh, in, uh, in some crazy news today, Ash, I have to tell you, there's a man who apparently got a pig heart in a transplant. Pig heart. Wow. Wow. Thankfully, it was not a face transplant. Uh, so that's the good news. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk 840 KXNT. And um, the NCAA. Ash, this is a big deal. I mean, how many, how many athletes... Do you think the NCAA, I guess, oversees? What would be your guess? I mean, this is a, a large organization. Oh, hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands. Am I wrong? I'm, because I there's guess, a lot I, of divisions. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. How many divisions are there? Are there three divisions? Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is college sports that up until now have defined the vaccine have defined their vaccine mandate, basically saying you have to be vaccinated in order to participate in sports. 
um, in competition. And um, and now they're adding <laughs> they're adding natural immunity as part of its fully vaccinated definition under their rules. Now this is this is huge news, isn't it? I think so. I think they're the first ones to acknowledge it. That that actual COVID surviving COVID COVID immunity natural immunity is effectively being vaccinated. I think. I mean, we've been talking about this with Allegiant Stadium and going to a Raiders game of how if you're uh, you're COVID, you have natural immunity because you recovered from COVID. You can't get into Allegiant even though you're technically safer than people that have just been vaccinated. Yeah, you know they're they're figuring out the statistics and eventually they'll they'll tell it to us. I suspect based on people I know and maybe you know many of our audience have a similar uh, experience that we know of more people who have been vaccinated who have gotten a strain of COVID mm -hmm. than we've known people who've had COVID. Now we know a lot of people have had COVID, right? that have then gotten COVID a second time. Meaning, right, my informal study, uh, and I have a lot of friends, you do too, my informal study, I think that it's easier to catch COVID if you've had the vaccine than if you've had COVID before and you have natural, natural immunity. So finally, there is a regulatory body somewhere in this country recognizing and a big one right not not a not a minor player but a big national organization recognizing that natural immunity is a real thing now i should note that they're they're defining it really as 90 days so you you you're they're only counting it from you know 90 days from your 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 uh, your your recovery from covid mm -hmm. um but uh, it's a step forward. And I, I think as time progresses, others will take note of this. Yeah, you know, and, and the, the only their COVID natural immunity isn't the only one with that time limit on it. I mean, fully vaccinated, depending on which vaccine you've had, is also time limited because then after a certain time, I forget what the NCAA said, but after receiving two shots of Pfizer or Moderna, after a certain amount of time, passes you still have to get the booster to be deemed fully vaccinated but i agree with you this is a huge step it is an, a regulatory body in our country evaluating the science the data everything we've seen and they're putting it, it into practice and and not discriminating against people who are choosing to not get vaccinated because they believe they are already immune and don't need it so I like this. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that other organizations follow suit and give people this type of out if they've had COVID. Hint, hint, Raiders, Raiders maybe, yeah. uh, you know, um, because of course they were one of the first, I think big groups here in Nevada said, you know, no vax, no play, uh, can't go to a game. And, and of course, ignoring people who you know, who, by, by the way, you get COVID, you could end up in no man's land, right? You get COVID and I don't know what they're saying now because I think they're all over the map now and nobody wants to dissuade anyone from getting a vaccine. You don't want to be on that side of the equation. But for, for, for quite a while, you didn't want to get a vaccine immediately after recovering from COVID because it could become a problem. You need to wait. Mm -hmm. I remember my doctor telling me I needed to wait for, for 90, up to 90, at least 90 days before I had the vaccine. 
before you know this was just a thing so so it's just, so it's i'm really pleased this is i think overall good news uh dr fauci was asked about this by the way and he says well i don't have any firm data on yeah. this that Fauci's a weenie yeah so and that's an insult that, to <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> an insult to rocky yeah i know absolutely all right speaking of that when we come back update on what the supreme court is thinking and doing we're expecting a ruling any day we'll talk about that when we come back you're listening to what's right with sam and ash news talk 840 kxnt Alan Stock here. I'm a veteran radio broadcaster here in the Las Vegas area for over 22 years. What's Right with Sam and Ash is a show to listen to, something to not miss. Every weekday live for one hour starting at 2 p.m. right here on AMA 40 KXNT. You can also get more of Sam and Ash, my legal team, on my Vegas Today show every Tuesday morning at 8.30. So stay tuned in because you deserve what's right. Yeah, 70 degrees on Friday. That sounds exciting. I'll take that. Oof. Listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk 840 KXNT coming to you from a chilly but beautiful studio in downtown Las Vegas. Um, Ash, it's that's that's going to be warm. That's going to be nice, right? 70, I'll take it any day. Any 70 is good. You know, it's the 28 to 35 that I'm I'm out on. I'm just, that's not me. Uh, th- that Those temps, I-, I wasn't here that week, but between Christmas and New Year's apparently were uh, insufferably low. So glad to see that uh, global warming is doing its thing and, um, and getting us out of the freezing temperatures here in the Valley. Great news. Ah, did you see, uh, by the way, I was gonna bring this up. Um, yeah, we talked about the pig heart guy. Cases right now, COVID, they're going up. They're going up in in Vegas. But I I'm noticing something, Ash, and that is that there's like kind of like a shoulder shrug going on. You know, yeah. like people are like, my kid's school had not a big school. It's private school, fairly small. Yesterday they they had 180 kids missing uh, because of COVID. 180. Like and the missing. email they were at home yeah they were yeah they weren't okay they weren't missing they weren't on the milk <laughs> it's a carton. new symptom that's a new symptom of COVID. yeah uh yeah little johnny no he's not missing he's just he's just home with the vid um no but they, that's a lot of kids and then you get the email right get, well I, I don't know if you get these for rocky when he goes to school <laughs> but my kids my kids school will send an email every day pretty much now yeah now every day saying okay there was exposure in in this class and that class and this other class and uh and usually you know it was you know, a few weeks ago it was like oh these two classes and it was an email every two or three days now it's every day and it's like an alphabet soup you know it's like 5a and 3b and 2a and all this stuff and and but but the thing is is when you talk to the parents everybody's like yeah it's just home and coughing and whatever and uh, home my kids home fine playing video games and uh gosh shoot i gotta stay home from work you know and that there's just the the whole uh, frightened urgency and craziness around it seems to be just that seems to have gone away quite a bit 
Well, that's, I think it's a good thing. I mean, we've seen the data on how people recover and the amount of recoveries and, and the, the statistics on, you know, they always talked about hospitalizations with COVID and it actually is just that. It was hospitalizations with COVID. It wasn't hospitalizations because of COVID. Um, so I think the shoulder shrugging and just watching and taking care and monitoring it like any other flu or cold is actually warranted. And I know it's controversial to say it, but I mean, I, I will. <laughs> well, we, like we talked to Alan. To we were on Alan's talk this morning, right? And he asked us about this this business in, in California. Frankly, a, a lot of states have it. Plus, we've got the federal mandate, you know, where health care workers and it's one of the two cases being heard with the Supreme Court or were heard on the Supreme Court on Friday uh, dealing with, you know, uh, health care workers having or must be, you know, they have to be vaccinated. And in, in, in about, what was it, 35, 40 days ago, um, health care workers who were not vaccinated and didn't have an exemption got fired. A bunch of people got laid off. And now they're bringing kind of to this point of this not being as crazy or nutty as it was, uh, you know, a year ago. They're actually telling healthcare workers in hospitals to come back to work, even if they've tested positive for COVID, because as long as they feel good enough to work, they need them. Like they need them in the hospital. And, you know, it, it, it brings me right. It's such a contrast to what is going on in the courts. And we're lawyers, so we always are interested in these cases and how they relate to legal proceedings and, 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 and so on Friday, the Supreme Court of the United States in Washington, D.C., heard, you know, arguments from both sides of the vaccine mandate issue. And if, if you'll remember, and we've talked about this extensively, right, you have, you know, you have the, the, the states that are fighting the federal mandate. And there are two mandates. There's one that has to do with the companies that have 100 or more employees. And then there's the other one that has to do with health care workers. So any health care worker in the U.S., any hospital that receives Medicaid, you know, Medicare federal funding, basically, um, has to have all their employees vaccinated. Well, by the way, just so you know, pretty much every hospital in the country takes, you know, Medicare. So it, this applies to a lot of healthcare workers. So those those two those two uh, mandates were objected to by a number of states, and those states you know, fought back and then it went to court and then there was a stay put in place and then the stay was reversed and now it's at the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court is deciding whether or not to put a stay in place to continue the stay, to put kind of put this, put the brakes on it pending a full hearing and resolution of the matter in the courts. You listened to it, Ash. On Friday, I saw you downstairs. You had your headphones on and you were listening to it. What do you think is going to happen? My prediction is that the stay is upheld, meaning that these mandates don't go forward and they let the, so what will happen then procedurally is it'll go back down to the state, uh, the federal courts in these specific districts to handle it and evaluate it and address the issue independently. And then eventually it might get back up to the Supreme Court to fight the merits of the issue. But I think the stays will stay in place and it'll become a state issue. I, one thing I talked about earlier today on Alan Stock's show was the, the most controversial thing here is you're forcing states to police this and they're using OSHA 
an entity that really wasn't designed to have this federal overarching reach over these companies to enforce and police these issues. And so uh, it be, it's that's unconstitutional. It's the federal government coming out with a law and then having states enforce it, and that violates the police power. And so uh, I don't I don't think it'll it'll pass as a federal mandate right now. I think the stays will stay in effect. Um, but that's my prediction. I could be wrong. Um, what did you, and you're saying this because you heard why, why are you saying this? You're saying because you heard a certain type of a line of questioning from the justices. Not necessarily a, a specific line of questioning. I, I just, that's my gut on it is based on the one, the science, the various constitutional issues in play. I don't think the Supreme Court wants to really get involved in this right now. And I think they're going to force it back and deflect and force it down through the, the lower courts, the lower federal courts to resolve it and figure it out. And then they'll deal with it later on. I mean, this is an issue. COVID is an issue that is constantly shifting in the paradigm of it and how we evaluate it's changing. And so I could see the a Supreme Court wanting to delay truly resolving that issue later on. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that when you take this argument and forget all the kind of legal technicalities of, of what of, of where this, I think, fails, as you're saying, but take away all that. You have states that are in there if states that in the Supreme Court are arguing that we need the vaccine mandate, who at the same time are telling affected people, i.e. healthcare workers, to return to work even if they're COVID positive. Put another way, the vaccine is make or break for your job. The vaccine is intended to prevent you from getting COVID, but actually having the virus itself is not make or break for you attending, physically being at your at your workplace. And and I think when it comes to OSHA, which is the occupational safety, you know, health and safety arm of the federal government, states have the same same departments. Most states do. When you're dealing with OSHA, I mean this this is a huge red flag. <laughs> And so I think the I think these states that are now calling back because they don't have enough healthcare workers, they don't have doctors, nurses, and technicians, calling back their healthcare workers, really shooting their the their argument. It's so important that we have the vaccinated. We need it now. Oh, but by the way, excuse me, while we call back a bunch of doctors and nurses who are actually infected with the virus, come well, back did, to work, please. Did you just see and hear what Clark County School District's doing? No. Breaking news taking a five-day pause, quote, due to the extreme staffing shortages based on the high number of positive COVID cases, students and teachers will return on January 19th. Wow. Well, we predicted, we knew already a week ago, we reported here on this program that we were hearing rumblings from teachers to prepare to go to, um, to, to virtual, right? And so kids have been getting their their Chromebooks, kids have been getting, you know, the, the teachers have all been instructed to prepare, um, you know, uh, lesson plans for online learning. So we're not, um, I'm not necessarily surprised by this. And, and frankly, look, there, how many people do we all know right now? How many people do you know that have, have, have been infected in the last seven days? More it's, than it's, I, more than yeah. I experienced the whole last two years. But breaking news, interesting. Absolutely. All right. Not not unsurprising all right don't go anywhere ash has a tremendous sammy on the spot for me when we come <laughs> back you do not want to miss this I actually don't know what it is 
That's why you're on does, the spot. Yeah, she puts me on the spot and 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 busts something out on me. It usually gets my raw, unfiltered reaction. You know, you can say a lot about us, and people do, right? Because we've got our haters, Ashley. But the best part is, is we're real people. Uh, we're in this community. We love Las Vegas. And, um, and we get to spend an hour, a really an unfiltered, raw hour with you every day, uh, talking with you and, and conversing, which we both enjoy. All right, Sammy on the spot. When we come back, come back, don't go anywhere. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash on News Talk 840 KXNT. And you're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash, News Talk 840 KXNT. You miss any portion of this marvelous program, and uh, you can go to, what, Apple iTunes or to Spotify? <laughs> Thank you. Apple Podcasts. One of these days I will get it right. Uh, you, you look up the uh, What's Right with Sam and Ash show uh, and, and just subscribe. Click the button to subscribe. There you go, and you will have it uh, on your phone or other device as you might choose. So, Ash, usually we wait right up against the clock at the end of the hour, but I am ready for you now to hit me with the Sammy on the spot. So we've got a little more time than normal. Well, it's fitting. Uh, So today's Sammy on the spot is, uh, you know, we've been dealing with frustrations in our office with the USPS, the mail system. Uh, I, I sent a letter on De- it was dropped in the mailbox outside of our Newport Beach office on December 28th, and it was not postmarked until January 4th. That's absurd. That's unreal. And so we've got a lot of frustrated people um, in my personal life. You know, where's, where's Rocky's Happy New Year card? And I'm like, I swear they're in the mail, um, but they're not getting to you. Um, but you know what? I think I found the problem. The, the USPS has an official podcast that you can get on Apple Podcasts called Mailing It. Did you know this? <laughs> Did you know? Are um, you, our postal so wait a ser- minute. So the, so the Postal Service, they can't even get mail. By the way, magically, bills always appear on time, by the right. way. I don't, know, I don't know what they do for that, but uh, the bill always makes it. Christmas card checks you know money anything of value that uh, that always takes forever so they have time to do a podcast yeah and you know they they did they do them i think weekly december 21st was one january 4th when they were postmarking my december 28th mail um but you know actually they're 30 minute episodes the topics sound actually kind of interesting um one is like? an, an ode to the zip code Oddly impressive. (laughs) Uh, Okay. They only have nine episodes. So it started in September, at the end of September. America's first communications network is one. Okay. Um, Males digital, I can say this word, (laughs) males digital dimension, informed delivery. They explain how, you know, there's now new technology, which is one of the things that um, someone I know is complaining about their informed, you know, the process of informed delivery, the USPS scans all of your mail and they send you an email with everything that's going to show up. Have you seen yes. this? Yes, I have. And so people are getting emails of their mail, but then the mail's not actually showing up in their mailbox. Yeah. And I had a client today, by the way, grouse about, and I get it about a check that literally I personally made sure went out in the mail to this family. 
And I go, look, I, I don't have to tell you, it's it's just, it literally left the Las Vegas office to go to, you know, six miles down the road. And I, I and they're like, well, we got the email that it's, that, it's, that it's supposed to be here and it's not here. I'm like, look, address is right. Everybody right now isn't getting their mail. So yeah, that thing is, that thing's useless. Yeah. And then there's one, an interview with the Postmaster General, Stamps, an American Obsession. Okay. I, that's boring. Boring. You know what I think they ought to do? My reaction is they need to spice this up. They actually should have a soundtrack of just post men and women, post people. What do they call mail carriers? There we go. Yeah. M-A-I-L, not M-A-L-E. <laughs> um, gender neutral. Mail carriers getting chomped on by dogs as because i know this is a thing that happens gosh forbid we've represented a whole bunch of mail carriers getting uh getting you know getting the vicious you know attack on by uh by fido uh when they're delivering the mail but see i think i think getting a good soundtrack of that uh would be interesting also i just want to hear the confessions i want to hear all the oh yes like what goes on like what is it like working in a post office and they should have definitely have one of the episodes titled Going Postal. <laughs> that might have to be the unofficial podcast of the USPS. That's the problem with doing anything official. The minute it's too official, it's too sterile. And that's why we get so much flack on the show. Because again, I, I keep saying it's, it's unfiltered and we are just being who we are. Sometimes it's not the best thing, but... When you get in a too corporate of an entity, you know, it, it, it's funny because, you know, even a big corporation, you have, if Coke, you know, Coca-Cola does a podcast, I mean, are they really going to push the envelope on anything? They're not. No. And the same with a government controlled entity like the USPS. Again, I'll go back to my original reaction to it, which is they should focus on delivering the G dang mail and not worry about creating a podcast. They don't need to brand themselves. We get it. We are all a captive consumer to your product, right. you know, USPS. I mean, unless yeah, we want to mail every single postcard by FedEx, we're kind of up, up the creek with no pal. We got to use you. So you don't have to brand yourself. You don't have to market yourself. We get it. You're there. We know where the post office is. Now just <laughs> deliver the freaking mail and rant. <laughs> And packs up soapbox. Um, <laughs> they have a 4.2 uh, stars out of five, 72 ratings. Um, for the listeners, uh, that might our be better show, than we have. No, we've got we're five stars, five Are out of five. We? Yeah, oh. so um, wow. and we've got more content. So I think there's more to potentially dislike with us. So I think we're doing fine. Aren't you? Wouldn't you be frustrated? I mean, I it seems like there's two individuals that. They've, they've hosts that are running this that take a fun look at your USPS. <laughs> their taxpayer taxpayer <laughs> dollars are subsidizing their salaries. Hey, Just next deliver time, my mail. Next time you, you open your paycheck and you look at that Fed tax deduction line, right? You just look at that deduction line and go, you know what? Those bucks that I just lost off the top of my paycheck are going to great cause because there's a couple of people out there somewhere doing a usps podcast so 
<laughs> so I have a funny story. I had a difficult client once early on in my career, and I looked them up to see, are they potentially going to leave a bad Yelp review? Like, what, what am I dealing with? And so I Googled them, and I, you can search people by their name on Yelp. Fun fact. I found them, and do you know two of the places they had reviewed? Guess. <laughs> I, I know the story. You can't make me guess because one of them okay, was the fair. post office. It the was D, the post the, office. The DMV. Oh, I forgot that part. <laughs> I was like, if the person had high expectations going into the DMV and had felt the obligation, not the obligation, they felt like writing a review had any impact on it. Wow. I was like, I didn't stand a chance, but I, I did survive unscathed. I didn't get a, rev a bad review. I actually turned their case well, around for them. Well, you exceeded, I just want you to know, you exceeded <laughs> your client's expectations beyond that of the DMV and the post office. Oh my God. It's a low bar. It's a yeah, low bar. It's brutal. <laughs> it can be brutal out there. But I think that that would be a great episode going postal, have those two hosts go through all of their various locations and read their bad Yelp reviews. That's a comedy relief unto itself. All right. Maybe we do that. Um, so, so yeah, um, the USPS has a, has a podcast. Actually, I prefer that you just subscribe to our podcast, which is the What's Right with Sam and Ash. Uh, and that is both on Apple Podcasts there we and go. on Spotify. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Go to either of those platforms. Look us up. You'll know it's us because there's a picture, and it oddly resembles the two people you're used to seeing on billboards across town. Click on that, subscribe, and then you have us whenever you're on the go and whatnot. All right, tomorrow we'll do this thing again. Looking forward. Have a wonderful day, guys. We'll see you soon. What's right with Sam and Ash, News Talk 840 KXNT.